to interstellar frequency. I produced this behind the scenes of a bigger table for the Mindwave podcast. It was one of my very first episodes that I had produced myself. I had horsed it, scored it. There wasn't really much that Jenner had to do on this one. But right now, this is one that I have produced, and it is on my show. And I'm going to have a little bit of different changes that are added to it. But other than that, I hope you enjoyed the behind-the-scenes curtain. Thank you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or whatever night of dimension, time, and reality that you are in. How are you? Welcome to the Mind Wave Podcast Show. Tonight, I'm your host, Chris, interviewing Jenner, the production producer of Studio Stargazer. Welcome to the show. Oh, oh boy. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Trying on your pretty new dress. I know. You like that, huh? I love that. Are you kidding me? Welcome to you. Well, welcome to um, welcome to a bigger table. Yeah. So a bigger table. Uh, How was that? That was insane. It was a lot of work, and I could tell from listening to the last one prior and then listening to this one is definitely different. You changed some sounds and you changed some music on that. A lot. Changed some characters. I did way more than I was expecting to. Because when I saw... Like, when I took a step back and looked at the the menu... Right. uh, I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to do it. But I, I went anyway, and as you know... This is a super painful story for me. So revisiting the village came with a ton of pain just right off the top. So just revisiting, like, revisiting, uh, what, go elaborate in that a little bit so that way people can understand. What, what do you mean that, like revisiting and, and that for the audience? Well, the first time we did a theater piece... It was only through fire, and it was dark as hell. Um, it was dark and traumatic as hell, and it, everyone in the village dies. That That's, spoiler alert, if you just listen to Bigger Table, um, the first piece that we did is the end of the story. We started the story at the end. Um, so... It was painful to have lost the village to begin with. Only through fire? Yes. Okay. But a bigger table was our way of going back in time, time traveling through the eyes of a child, and going back to the same village to before everything got burned to the ground. And I'm not sure how many people realize how actually literally painful it was for me to make that story. But it's one that needed to be told. You know, Nana's Table. 
A bigger table is Nana's table. It's the family table, you know, right. the real, the real family table. And many of us don't have that anymore. And right. we miss it. We miss it, man. So oh, I'm yeah. just, I've just been, yeah, that was like a solid, a literal, a, literally a solid gallon of whiskey and tears and blood wow. <laughs> and sweat and, and shit went into trying to bring that story back to life this year. And it was, it had to be in the afternoon. It, it was already afternoon and I was cooking. I had been cooking since like four or five that morning, trying to get the meal ready <laughs> the for story, everybody. The, the meal, the meal of the story. Yes. Done and launched. And it was around noonish, I think. High noonish. I heard back from Abby, the real Abigail, who is just one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met. She brought the strength and the power to her own character. Who is she's she's her name is literally Abby. That's like the divine intervention thing like no god sent her all right because we we needed we needed that so much and i got it it was like last second okay we're we're, if we can do it with you we're gonna take 14 extra hours to cook if we have to I, i i'll spend all day in the kitchen it might not get out till tomorrow but just to have her was Whoa, because obviously it was very powerful, very powerful having her there. It, it, it we needed her. Uh, we needed her. And I talked to her afterwards when I'm, I'm of course, I'm wasted and I'm crying over how beautiful this story is. And, and I'm, I'm going like, you know, Ab- Abigail's one of the most important characters in the story. And it's because that it comes from a real pain, a, a real pain um, in our history. Abigail is an escaped slave. She slashed the slave master's throat to escape to the new world with her new husband and in, in hopes that maybe they would find this little village and she could bake bread again and, and the smell of bread in the morning would wake her up. You know, that, right. that, oh, that yeah. shit. And and she's literally like she's from Ghana, and I was like, n- like, whoa, okay. Because yes, I, I wrote I wrote Abigail as a powerful woman of quote color unquote. I don't like I don't see people in colors. I I think that's a horrible way to look at each no, other. No, no, no. We're just human. But that's a real that's a real African voice. And I'm like, this was how it was supposed to be the whole time. Um, I, I was thrilled that last year Jess uh, swooped in and read for Abigail. But I was like, no, no, no. If we can do this with her this year, if we can do this with the real Abby, if Abigail can come to life, it's going to be a trillion times more powerful. But uh, a- a- anyway, anyway. <laughs> but I digress. Um, for those of you that are hold on one second for those of you that are not sure what exactly we're talking about we're talking about a bigger table that was launched on 
the day after Thanksgiving at the moment we had put up, he was basically in the kitchen cooking up the Thanksgiving meal dinner for all of us to hear, just so you guys are wondering what we're talking about. It didn't get out in time, but it, it was foretold in the story. What happens? It's all right. What yeah. happens when we build the the table? It takes Wesley, the wagon boy, to go. It's not going to fit through the door. There's no way we're gonna we're gonna get it in time. But that's why I felt almost good about taking an extra fourteen hours or something. Well, I mean, you accomplished it. It was awesome. And <sighs> I gotta say. Uh, inviting me to be Louie into this was really surreal. I would have never really done it, honestly. Um, and what did it for me was I was listening about a week ago to a bigger table driving somewhere in Arizona and mm-hmm. it was the night of the solar eclipse and when the solar eclipse lunar. was... It, yeah, the lunar. Lunar. Thank you. Lunar, yes. The lunar eclipse and that that night that I was having it and listening to the actual podcast of a bigger table from last year. And then they were talking about the lunar eclipse and I had to literally look up at the the moon and be like, is it really a lunar eclipse right now? Like, Oh no, no, that's tonight. I'm like, Oh my God. Literally it's happening right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's happening right now. And like, okay, I definitely got to be a part of this. This, So I do appreciate (sighs) you and Fred asking me to do it. It was no, 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 no. I, I mentioned Abby because Abigail is an extremely important character. She is the one who is going to help us kick off the pirate story, Siren's Call. Nice. And and the reason why the pirate story never got made was because it's it was also supposed to function as Louis' origin story and Pearl forward slash Ruby her origin story. Um, Louie is perhaps the most important character in the story. If we have to pick one character in the entire story that is the most important, it's Louie. Um, it's it's not Peter. It's not Seamus the drunk prick in the bar who gets his face smashed. Well, okay. So you know. I see how first the first story, listening to the first story and how that went down. And then realize I didn't understand when I did the lines at the time when when you guys had me do the lines I was like okay sure I don't have a problem doing this this is okay um then reading them the, the context was there but it wasn't really there there until after you put it all together and you made movie at that point and it was this theater piece that was just beautiful and of course i just had to tear up and cry like oh my god he met his daughter again it was just beautiful how that went and played big time but but yeah uncontrollably beautiful this is this was a fucking supernova of tears man the story is more beautiful than anything i've ever been a part of um which is you know, at the top, what made it so difficult to go back to revisit? Um, yes, the village. I I, I got to tell you, there's this this one point in the story, and I, you know, I, of course, I'm just the other guy, so there's no way in hell I'm going to sit there and go, uh, no, uh, dinner, no, 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 we need to add this, or you need to do this. I I can't do that because I don't have any experience in this at all, but. 
I'm sitting here thinking, okay, how is he gonna how is he gonna play this part out? And how is he going to put this together? Is because there's certain points in the story that I was just really wanting it to hit deep. And when I was sitting here listening to it, there was points of of where in the actual tavern the song of Iowa Odin was getting ready to play and it was started out with the flute and it was the start of the banquet and how you held it just right and nothing else was going on it was just that storyline of that of, of the building of the music all by itself of the flute playing I got literally goosebumps listening to that I'm like yeah. he did what I wanted yes I wanted that and it and it I didn't even tell you that I wanted that at all but that's that mind wave thing that you were in tune, you followed through with it, and you did it exactly the way I wanted it, and it came out. I never even talked to you about that's it. That's so beautiful. I never beautiful. told you that's what I wanted. And that was that that was freaky yeah. to me a little bit. That was like, wow. That's like, okay, that's some serious when, mind wave. Yes, when I Odin like, plays for the first like, time, because you, he, you, you hear the tavern, you hear everybody who's there, and then once they start playing, there's almost a deafening silence. We pull all of the other sounds out. And yes. It's just the flute. And then it's yes. It's all of the instruments that come in after it. And that that's it that's Right. Yes. And it's the building. Int- intensely. Intensely beautiful. Um, how quiet it gets in that tavern where people are, you know, dancing and 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 loving and crying and eating and drinking and all these things that that was a, that's a really important moment yeah and, and it was it was really something and like then all of a sudden everybody's kind of having a good time and they're they're there's louie over at the counter just drinking away his sorrows and only a little girl can see him you know it's like wow okay yeah i see where this is going it was mm-hmm. really really beautiful put together really well and i i do have to say thank you thank you so much for cooking in the kitchen on that because that is really beautiful oh this is cooking with fire but i I, okay this is this is why i went to the bar stool because i'm like one guy just doing this for himself it's it feels selfish and it feels shallow. It's like, no, I could, I only could have pulled this off if every last one of you showed up to bring all the other characters to life. I could not have done it myself. Right. Um, it's only because you guys showed up that we had a meal, and that's the point. That's the point of Thanksgiving, right? Right, everybody being a part of it, really. And for those of you that are going to listen to this later, I've never met you all. But thank you very much for putting your time in and doing the lines. That it, it is just beautiful when everything is put together with the master of the Stargazer <laughs> production over here to make it just beautiful mm-hmm. all together. It take me a million years to try to do what you do on that. Uh, <laughs> it's that Iron Man level shit. Because you kept going to you keep going back to that I, uh, movie Magic Love thing, pulling from Iron Man three. And I'm like, well, you know, Peter is the literal blacksmith, right? He he's he 
takes the iron ore from the mountain and forges it into weapons. Peter right. is Iron Man. Right. And th- this is let's let's take this moment because uh, I I I love Jess so much as Maggie, the last shield maiden. Um the last Viking warrior queen <laughs> on earth who, who nobody knows her story. But um Louis's song that he plays at the table when he's this is right when he's going you know like the the sea took took them away the sea right. took my family my my wife and my daughter are gone and he plays that's Louis's tune that he plays and he asks Maggie to play with him for a reason and this is not something that has ever been revealed in the script anywhere. It will be revealed in Siren's Call, but Maggie um, was pregnant once in, with twin boys. Um, oh, wow. And she lost both of them in childbirth. So it's it's Louis's song, but it's also Maggie's. I didn't see I'm already crying. Because... It's it's the song for the dead children, you know. This is <laughs> as literally as heavy as you could get. And the very first time that we ever hear Maggie's name or or get a sense that that character existed, we meet Maggie as a corpse in Only Through Fire, because Peter was off in the mine. He was working the mine and, and pulling iron from the ground, and while while he was away. Maggie died from the plague and we meet these characters for the first time when when Peter is bringing his wife's corpse in, into Eustace's shop into the undertaker's shop and oh man the, the, the layers of dimensions here it really is oh, just cr- crazy crazy beautiful but uh, but yeah, that's all these other added layers that make the story what it became and what it is. It's so it, it's so it's real. It's a it's a story that was collaborated between you and Fred. Had both did the story, basically, or how how did that came about when you guys did this? I don't know if we've ever gotten into that. I, I guess we might have last year building a bigger table, what that was like. Cause it, w- it because, was a collaboration together. Last yes. Year. It, it, it was Fred, you're the writer, you know how to write, but I have a story that I want to tell. And it started with only through fire. And so I gave him the story, then he wrote it. And that's what happened here with bigger table too is I told him the story that I wanted to tell, you know, about through the eyes of a child, the little girl running around right. wanting wanting to be friends with everybody, inviting yeah, everybody bring, to Yeah, dinner. bring it's like really and in the you know, the dad's like, um, you know, we only have so many people can you stop inviting everybody? Like, seriously? What are you doing? It was great. Really great. That's something um, that I would do when I was a kid, is like, hey, you want you wanna come come over to dinner for our house tonight? Mm. Matter of fact, matter of fact, many times I think when I was a kid, I got told, "Would you stop doing that? Stop, stop inviting extra people." <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can relate to that. 
That's that's the point. That's that's the point. Leia says hi. I hear your kids in the background. That's beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was you know. It's 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 my story, but it's it's only my story because it's our story. It's it's the story. Yeah, it's <laughs> you it's, know? it's everybody together. I mean, like you said, if it wasn't for mm-hmm. everybody working together on this, I don't. It, it would have been harder than ever to pull it off. Couldn't have done it. Yeah. No, couldn't couldn't have done it. And and Fred wrote it. So so Fred wrote every single word that made it into the script. I didn't. I had some cues. I said I would love it if this happened. I would love it if that happened. I would love it if she would if she would meet the ri- the river keeper on her way home. After we've already met everyone, there's one more stop she needs to make on on her way home. She passes the river keeper and invites him as well. And when the rest of the family is going off and they're like, "Yay, we're going down to the tavern." She goes, you know, I have one more wonder to do. I needed to go find Eustace and, and Pearl. I, I needed to make sure that they would come too. Yeah, because and, if it wasn't for Eustace and Pearl coming, then that then Louis would have never met his daughter at all. Precisely. So that, that was really, really beautiful. Definitely. Mm. And another thing, since since we're like behind the curtain here. Uh, shut up, Leia. <laughs> Since we're there, only the most careful listener will notice. But when she goes home and mom and pop are fighting and she's saying, I invited all these people. I invited all these people. Um, I invited Mr. Eustace to come to dinner. And when he said he would come, that made me so happy. But we never actually hear her ask Eustace to come to dinner. We just assumed that it happened. Right. Clearly, it did happen. But we never heard that invitation. And the lack of that line is actually really important because right. who is Eustace? He's death. It take, through the eyes of the child, she invites death to dinner. <laughs> and... And everybody's going like, "Whoa, okay, cool your jets, little bitch." Like he can't hear or death, death. No death, Uh, th death. He he, he's he is the undertaker. He's the keeper of the dead. She invite she invites death to dinner. Um, and this is this is kind of the thing that that. Yeah, he had Papa, an issue with Alvin. That. Yeah, has a problem with. Yeah, he's like, well, "Why are right. you inviting right. death to dinner?" <laughs> um, because it's beautiful. That's uh, yeah. why. Yeah, and it, I I heard like uh, that in the books. Being no, I don't want what's his name, the guy with the books, the the scholar, Alexander. I don't want him Alexander. and all of his books yeah. over here. And da, da, da. Mm. it's like. He starts laying down all these different rules of, well, I don't want this and I don't want that. And these people are strange and that people's strange. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. You know, well, mom was different and dad was different. You know, my grandparents were different. And yet they got along. If it wasn't for me, you know, them getting along, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be loving you today. You know, so that that in itself is that that eye opener of, hey, we're all human. It doesn't matter what anything is. It doesn't matter what your religion is. It doesn't matter what 
political this or nothing. It doesn't matter. We are all the same. It's all us. And it's that's really beautiful. That's the point, isn't it? It's I I've listened to this now. Um, whilst uncontrollably crying. I've listened to it a- at least a dozen times since it's been up. Um, that's not counting the 80 or 100 or whatever times that I listened to it as I was making it and fixing every one of those scenes to the way that they, it, they really needed to be there. And I, it, the, the bar stool becoming the first episode that was 100 layers deep of music and sound i'd never done anything that complicated before and by the time i got to end to the end of a bigger table it was <laughs> a curtain call fred you need your you need your curtain call <laughs> yes it was like afternoon i'm like dude and he's like i'm tired i'm going to bed i'm like no 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 i need it uh i need joshua the carpenter's curp- curtain call because i didn't have one from That's last year so great and uh, def- this is Joshua the Carpenter, definitely not Jesus, Mister Cross, the br- the br- the bridge builder and the 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 table builder. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely <laughs> not Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely uh, uh, well done, sir. Well, well done. And just thank you. I I wish I could do some type of a support to help more and more and more and. Any of you that are out there able to support, definitely, definitely throw your love and support, you know, Patreon or even the shop or something just to help the studio keep going. Because this man needs to keep doing his work because this is definitely a beautiful thing. Especially if you're able to launch UI86. That is got to be a must. Oh. I, I that is all over that Hold is all over by the, the universe. website. UI86 right there. It's like oh. uh, we'll get there. I I mean what is going to happen when we take this into sci-fi and we do our first sci-fi piece? I was like, I, I, I don't know. We might need to wait until we can get Jewel Slate. <laughs> if we can get Jewel Slate, um State, Jesus, go. State, uh, and um, Brent Spiner is on the cameo list of people I'm going to invite to the sci-fi story. Mr. Oh, Data himself, we're going uh, to invite him. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, it's so ungettable, so ungettable, but the, stor- the story is what matters. Uh, yes, but the studio is worth zero dollars. It's actually worth negative dollars. Um, and no, we could never in a billion years afford to hire <laughs> them to come in. Amanda Tapping was also well, on the okay, short list. Okay, you'd not be able to hire now, but <laughs> maybe we, down the road. Yeah, but I'm like, will, will you come anyway? I know we, we can't afford you, but oh my God, come It's only a us. couple of lines. That's all we need. Uh, Just, would you please help us? Yeah. Just one. Seriously, if we got just a single line from Brent Spiner for UI86, it would it would make the whole. It's <laughs> just like like a, a sentence of like you know uh, five five words or something. There, done and over. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's the same story, right? 
UI86 is the same story. It's just being told 300 years in the future and we're it's spaceships and robots, but it's the same goddamn story as a bigger table. It's the same fucking story. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Interesting. Yes, it opens it opens with only to fire. It opens with with pain and loss. Um, the the crew compartment that we lose at the beginning of the story, spoiler alert, sorry, not sorry. Um, and it takes, you know, getting to getting to Eterna, getting to the city of eternity, eleven light years away, in orbit around another world. Right. Eterna is the bigger the bigger table. It's the bigger station. You know. Wow. Um, I, did, I did not realize that. I, I don't. I don't know if even Fred realizes it. That it, it literally is the same story. We're using different words. There are different characters. There are different voices. But it's the same story. It's always been the same story. Well, pretty sure he. he after all, you know, said and done of holidays and everybody does all this, you know, fun holiday parts of everything. Um, once all that's all done, then you know, opens up time probably for. Maybe UI-86, which will, you know, I don't know. I can't even imagine how long. I mean, you spent hours and hours on, on this project. Who knows how depth and how much sci-fi sounds and different effects you got in the back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to be dropping this all. No, I'm, 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 th- I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, like... Because you're going to hear every robotic movement noise. You're going to hear every computer system. You're going to hear all the airlocks. You're going to be hearing the spaceship hum yeah. in the background. You're going to hear every single part of that right. well beyond the words. Well beyond the words. It's almost going to all be in sound. Right. And as much as I'm like, are we ready for UI-86? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure we're ready yet. I hate to say it, but I believe it's going to be about 500 layer feet. It's got to be, yeah. I mean, with all all your different sounds and all the different effects that you've got to fill in to make it work, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, it, that's and you're gonna you're gonna you know many out there probably are not yet discovering you guys out here doing this on the podcasting, and it really is something else because. It, it kind of reminds you back of the olden days, I think, before television, which is way before I was ever born. And they turn around and they, you know, turn on a, a radio and they're listening some story being told and da-da-da. You know, suspense or a horror story for Halloween or, you know, something. It, it was a great storytelling and we've lost that we don't have that anymore out here on you know radio or pandora or something and so far finding you guys it's like whoa okay this is neat because Mm -hmm. you're one of a kind there is as far as i know there is anybody out there and quick correct me if i'm wrong if there is but i haven't yet found anybody out there doing storytelling of some sort Mm, i'm not like this it's never it's I want to say it's never been done like this before, but it but it has. I mean, yeah, pulling to the the old timey radio dramas from like the twenties is is the perfect analogy to like yes, we used to tell stories like this once upon a time. 
But going back even further, it's the campfire story. It's exactly. The, the, sto- the stories we were telling around campfires for thousands of years. Now, will you fast forward into 2021? Is that what we're at? 2021? Mm. Yeah, okay. Fast forward into 2021. We've got this beautiful world that we can do amazing things with that you never, ever thought in a million years that you can actually do. And yet you're, lang- you're basically, do you could, I'm pretty sure you could do it where you just take a, a, a scene of something and you have no talking and then you could hear all this different commotion going on in the background where like a robot's walking by and then the door's closing and then this person's going to turn on the, you know, I don't know, they're doing clothes or something. I don't think robots wear clothes, but you know what I mean? They're turning on the laundry or they're turning on the dishwasher and they're making dishes, but they don't eat. So it's like, what the hell are they doing? You know, <laughs> you know, with what you're able to do with the different layers, it's just beautiful. And it, and it really puts you there. It's, it's an experience. And for those out there in the world that are in a busy day of life, it, you kind of step out of reality for a moment of whatever it is that you're doing. Like if you're, for example, driving a truck down the highway or something, which is what I do, drive a semi-truck down the highway, all you're doing is staring at a dotted line going by. And the only time it actually is any Decent is when you got some techno music on and, and you got the you got the white line going by at the same time as the beats going by and it's like okay yeah I could do this, but then when you're actually listening to what you guys are doing it's like wow okay I could step out of what I'm doing you know consciously step out of what I'm doing and consciously pay attention to what I'm doing and then subconscious is taking over and letting me drive the truck because it's pretty much at this point automatic you know. The autopilot of my subconscious kicks in and then you know <laughs> you turn around and you're like you're driving the truck and you're listening consciously of what's going on in the story and then of course your conscious gets rupt, you know interrupted because all the bells and whistles and the alarms of the subconscious are like maybe, maybe, maybe we need to fix this you know we got some crazy traffic stuff or something you kind of lose back in your your idea of the story then the nice thing is someone created a 15 second backup where you just click click and you can back up Mm. the story 15 seconds and go back to where you were (laughs) so yeah oh man you you just said a mouthful right there oh you like that huh it's i love that that's that's why i'm here that's why studio stargates is here this is what we're here to do this this specific thing and i love i love that you're excited for UI86. I don't know if we're ready for it yet, because now, especially now that I've heard this new version of A Bigger Table, I kind of want to do Siren's Call next. I'm down. Let's or, do it. <laughs> um, the, the Western doesn't have a name yet. I'm thinking now about calling it Funny Dirt. Funny Dirt. Uh, funny Dirt, yeah. Interesting. The, uh, the, the dust dust to do the western because we are we are taking the cues from the the best westerns uh and and bringing tons of humor into it there's going to be tons of blazing saddles level comedy going on in in that piece but it's going to be all you know shotguns and pistols and cowboy hats and clippity clops of horse hooves and in big wagon wheels and you're just it, the 
Oh my god, it's just begging. It's just begging to exist. The Western and Sirens Call, the pirate story. Well, um, beautiful. We, fuck, we fucking need a pirate story. And eventually we'll do the Viking one, too, because Vikings are a big deal um, yeah, in this so, universe. Okay, so, so let's let's talk about that for a second. So mm. I'm guessing Eye of Odin is the Viking uh, soundtrack to A Bigger Table. Is that correct? That's the Tavern Band. Yeah. The, the Tavern Band. There, I think, are four or five different Eye of Odin pieces in this one. I was going to add more. But just keeping keeping that part exactly the way that it was, it was really important to me. Right, I like, agree. N- knowing that I was going to go in and replace all the music. Last year, all of the music is original, with the exception of Louis' scenes. And Louis' scenes, we used the same soundtrack um, for the Huckleberry Finn piece that Fred and I did. It's the same music. And I pulled that out this year. I pulled everything else out, and I was like, "If if any music is going to stay the same, it has to be Eye of Odin." Which was which was beautiful because when you when listening to last year's version and then doing this year's version, I was like, "Is it different?" It's no, it's not different. Yes, it is different. It, it was mm-hmm. it was really hard to distinguish the difference between the two. That you know from last year's, then it's like, wow. This is nice, especially with with the the strumming of the guitar, you know, and and how well it went in melody with the scenes. It was just beautiful how that was working. (laughs) You're on candid camera, by the way. Hi! Hi! Oh my gosh. Sorry. God, it's beautiful. <laughs> never, never apologize for life happening. What's wrong with you? He says never apologize for life happening. <laughs> she says I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, we are recording, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you're... You're, you're hosting. Hi. Tell her you're hosting the I'm, show for the I'm first time. I'm hosting the show for the first time. <laughs> she's like, Bye. she's like, shut the door. Yeah, I need to get a sign saying recording or what's it called? Uh, on air or whatever. Mm. <laughs> no, um, with the whole I have Odin soundtrack, you know, inside the tavern was really cool. And just with the strumming of the different scenes, how you pulled all the other songs out and then added the new ones. It it gave it a whole new experience i mean it's still the same story right but it was it was like metamorphic or it changed Mm. completely the vibes and how the the other one was done and i'm not saying the other one is bad at all the other one is great it's really beautiful and i love both Yeah. yeah i mean they're both really 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 good and it just what what you do with this one and, and how you did this one you kind of like just took it here and then just went to the stars <laughs> that would be the best way to put it you put it you definitely took it to the stars on that one for sure big time so oh man I, i'm just i'm i have probably never been am so exhausted tired in my life yeah i was yeah, gonna I've say 
you're, never been this tired. You probably only slept, what, about a couple hours after, you know, in the kitchen cooking dinner? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I did take a nap in the afternoon just for a couple hours because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to keep this up. I'm going to have to get back up later. I told people it was going to be out by high noon, and it still was, just not on this side of the planet. Yeah, it was high noon on the other side of the planet. Hey, it works, man. It's whatever time or dimension of reality that you're in at the moment of time. You know, mm. sure. So. Time and space. Time yes. and space. Time and space. Goodness. Beautiful. I need, God, I need to work on time and space some more. That's uh, lots, big chunks of that are going to go into UI 86, I'm almost certain. Um, but pieces of it already went into Orion Spell, Time and Space, the first two or three music tracks from that, the Orion Spell story, are straight from Time and Space. They're from the next the next album. Um, and Eye of Odin is just, there's something weird about it. I can't quite place my finger on it. What's what's weird of the, 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 sto- the music, how it's done, or what? What Eye of Odin is like it it's such a different style yes. for me this is incredibly different from anything else that i've ever done it has that kind of magical you know renaissance tavern vibes yeah which is i've never used those instruments and then once i started playing in those instruments i filled a whole cd <laughs> real quick like 20 something songs Right. And I, I kept writing more. I kept writing more. And I think I'm going to have a couple more by a Christmas. Second album of I Have Odin. I would definitely mm. cheer that one on big time. I don't yeah. have a, I don't have a clicker bell. Ding. <laughs> there you go. Ding. Because <laughs> um, all the characters in the story have a tune associated with their character. We don't have one for Bradley Bartleberry, the barkeeping bartending bard who plays the lute. Right. And we don't we don't have one for Tabs the barmaid. Um, I ne- I just never got around to it last year. So this year I think when I when uh, by Christmas I'm gonna come out with a new Eye of Odin that's that's gonna be all the same except there's going to be a few there's going to be a few new songs in there that really needed to be there it's good definitely mm. um the other songs that you added in this year are you is that pulled you said that was pulled from another album that you have just in case people want that i mean i mean the other thing that you could probably do is put them all to the eye of odin songs that you used in this series as well as the new mm. ones that you used and put that in the album as you know a soundtrack album of a bigger table 2002 or something yes uh the the uh the fucking i wrote um and i i did this within the span of a month i wrote all of those songs that became the i voted an album i wrote them within the span of a month and there were there are 20 something and only six of them made it into the piece so if you fell in love with Eye of Odin, there's already there's already a huge album of that music, and it's all in the same key, it's all in the same instruments. Right. 
And uh, yeah, I think I which, think there's which, a couple more to make. Which right now, if you guys are not aware of, the Eye of Odin is on sale. I believe for what nine ninety nine right now on the website. Nine ninety nine on the website. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. Are you out of your work. mind? <laughs> yeah. Good holiday gift. I'm thinking about actually printing CDs again this year. I haven't done that in the last couple of years because um, nobody does CDs anymore. I'm the only old school um, that does because I was sitting mm. here trying to burn a CD with my laptop and it felt miserable. I was trying to get it out for Christmas so I could burn it for dinner for our dinner table for the night. So I could put that on in the background because it's so beautiful and I couldn't get it to work. I was so frustrated. Shit! But that's okay. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll find something to put it on a CD and then that way I can play it in the living room because I got an old JVC 1986 stereo system. Yeah. Wow. Right? 86, huh? Good year. <laughs> yeah, it's a good sound system. and It's it's the old sound system with the, the actual equalizer where you can adjust each, mm. you know, wavelength in it it's awesome wow big big speakers the speakers are about about four feet tall practically you know a subwoofer a mid and like a high and tweeters and everything so yeah but i don't want to keep you on here long i just did want to do a uh interview with you and you know behind the scenes curtain on this Mm see what what your thoughts were while you were doing that writing no 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 pay pay no attention to the man behind the curtain (laughs) (laughs) because you're over here like oh god i'm so tired now that's i can sleep for days after that Mm. work man i can i believe it you could probably crash out today tonight Mm. and then probably go until the next two days sleeping i imagine yeah been crying a lot crying is an exhausting activity but no i will be back up tomorrow evening we have karaoke at the ranch so i gotta go be a karaoke jockey oh there you go sing with some strangers so what what exactly is is out there at the ranch that's that's a full-on bar deal that you guys are doing a, a mic and everything and a band thirsty lizard bar and grill fantastic little spot beautiful beautiful bar beautiful tavern with a big game room and pool tables and ping pong and darts and all of that um we just uh finished expanding the stage area and so we're doing karaoke i think twice a month and then open mic twice a month as well so that people can come in and sing songs that they know with their friends but people can also come in and and sing their own songs read their own poems you know bring life to their own work we want to provide an open microphone for people to do that nice there so they they bring their music or you have a selection of music there people can bring whatever they want um for for open mic i mean really nothing is off limits we want people to just uh, expand and explore, you know, their own creativity and bring whatever they want. But yeah, we got live bands coming in, and I'm really more interested in finding the kind of first-time singer-songwriters, you know, the diamonds in the rough. Right. Uh, first-time stand-up comedians. We want to do stand-up too and have comedy there as well. And that's a really—I don't think I can do stand-up. 
um, why not? Just that, just that feeling of bombing on stage when your jokes aren't hitting. Oh yeah. I, I think that's got to be like one of the most terrifying thing. I, I've I've obviously never experienced that, but I I can tell what that would feel like. Um, which is why it's it's good to do that, you know, in in a small town bar for the first time and not at the fucking comedy store or, at, <laughs> or the big apple you know. yeah. yeah or what's uh what's the fucking the La- apollo or, yeah or the laughing stock i think is mm. one of them yeah they're 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 definitely big yeah sometimes stand-up is really really good but i think most of the successful stand-up in itself is what will succeed in most stand-up comedians, I believe, would be the ones that are talking about themselves, of experiencing life itself. And, you know, having something that is where you go to prime example. I'll give you a prime example. I was over at the DMV, and everybody hates the damn DMV. Well, especially here in California. It's horrible. It you They, you, they give you bingo numbers man they give you like a 26 you know b 035 you know whatever and it, it goes all the way up to i think e now and f and i even on the numbers and everybody is angry and upset out there at the dmv and the most funniest part about that is I'm sitting there waiting to go take something in, get something handled, and it was something pretty quick. And man, they called my number. I jumped up in the air and I was like, "Bingo!" <laughs> and people looked at me like, "You fucking maniac! Are you serious? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong with you?" And I did it as a joke to just try to lighten the mood because everybody was just, you know, they're all yeah. stone faces and everything. And some of them got a kick out of it, and they thought it was funny, and others did not. They were like, you worthless piece. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Uh, fuck those people, man. We're the superheroes <laughs> of this story. No, that's fucking, it, that's fucking great. That's fucking beautiful. Comedy comes from real life. Uh, it's made in real life. This is, you know bringing humor to things especially things that shouldn't be funny that's what the best comedy does it, it brings light to real situations uh, many of which are really dark and they're not supposed to be funny but being able to laugh about them is the power of comedy that's that's well, yeah. what makes it such a powerful force um, so I, I can't wait I really hope well, uh, it, that we that we get some good stand-ups, you know, at the it, ranch as well. Not to sidetrack you here, but it was kind of funny mm, thinking always. about uh, George Carlin, for example, right? He, he, mm. You've heard of him, I take it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. So there is a point where he makes a point of the English language, how we don't understand sometimes the talk of the English language, and they tell you, you know, here's your boarding pass. And now it's time for you to get in the plane or get on the plane. No, don't get on the plane. Get in the plane. And nobody ever really thinks about that. And that goes back mm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. We get on the boat. We get get on the boat. Get on this. Get on that. Because we never really got into anything back then. You know, it was always get on top of something. You know, get up on the walls. Mm. You know, 
protect our village. Get get over there. Stand in the tower. Get in the tower. You know, get up there or whatever. But you're going to be getting on something. So today, they still today, they say get in the plane. Or not in the plane. Get on the plane. They always say that. They don't say get in the mm. plane, which is kind of funny thinking about that. Yeah, you don't ride on top. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right inside. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that fucking beautiful? Yeah, and they still today will tell you that. You get on the plane. No, no, no. I'm going to go in the plane. Thank you. I'd prefer to ride inside if that's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be hanging onto the fucking wing. <laughs> <laughs> Straddling that shit like a fucking cowgirl (laughs) (laughs) through the clouds. 700 miles an hour and shit going by. (laughs) Almost fall off the damn thing. Hope you pack a parachute. If I'm going to get on the plane, I'm going to, you know, pack a parachute just to be on the safe side, you know. But in the plane, you don't need a parachute. Uh, make sure your tray tables are in the upright and locked position. Right. Uh, buckle up, kids. Why? Why are there seatbelts on planes? I, I don't. I never understood that either. You know. It's like if we crash, we're all fucked. That seatbelt's not gonna do anything. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And now they put more oh, seatbelt in buses now too. I don't understand that, but okay. Mm. And the trains, the same thing with trains. They're putting seatbelts in trains. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Fuck <laughs> is that? Our spaceship does. Did the UI eighty six spaceship definitely does not have seatbelts? Well, we should we should we should nod to that somewhere, somewhere in the script. There's no seatbelts. We got stasis pods. <laughs> no no fucking seatbelts. Right. There's almost no. There's almost no humans in that story, which is one of the things that makes it. Crazy powerful, because you know you you just listen to bigger table. There are a dozen, two dozen different humans uh, and little kids, you know, are among them. Um, when we get to UID six, there's only two, three, or four humans, human characters uh, at any given time. All of the main characters are robots, and they will be like literal robots. I'm not gonna have people play them. I'm gonna use actual technology actual text-to-speech ai all of that wow to bring to bring the robots to life Um, that's gonna be beautiful spoiler alert that's what the story is about the robots coming to life uh can't fucking wait oh my god i gotta pee i gotta pee and i need another i need another monster and we're pushing we're pushing an hour we it's good good for you man look at you hosting this episode of Mind Wave. Let's let's well, call I fig- it. I figured I'd give you a break. an hour. All right, an hour. Can you? Go, I love it. Can you go about six more minutes then? Yes. You can wait yes, six more minutes for six more minutes. We we we'll have a little bit of room to do uh, that whole. Hey, swing by the Stargazer Village novelty shop and buy some rad merch. Some of which designed by you. Uh, <laughs> new items coming daily. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah definitely uh definitely can't wait um and that and that's gonna be so nice to actually have the blanket because it's cold right now i was looking at the the mine wave blanket that's cool i'm gonna try to change some things up on that one 
add, uh, add, add, add the actual. I didn't realize that it actually has the logo Mindwave inside the Dropbox, so you could grab the logo Mindwave and stick it on there too. And I was like, I was looking for that, and I didn't have it, and I found it. Uh, yeah, that crazy, the crazy black hole images are just great. And it, I ruthlessly stole them from NASA because I'm like, well, that's government funded. That's a beautiful image. That's my brand. That's the Mindwave brand. It's binary black holes. Uh, visualized by NASA, NASA Scientific Visualization Studio or whatever it's called. It's beautiful. And I was like, yep, that's uh, it's, it's copyright. They own they own it or whatever, but I'll slap that shit on a t-shirt or some underwear. Because uh, as far as I understand, <laughs> uh, I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, but yeah, that that is that is actual NASA imagery. That's not, you know, and it's it's real, quote unquote, real as well of what light actually does around a black hole in space, which is not the little you know cosmic vacuum cleaners that people think right. they are. When light interacts with a black hole, it wraps around itself. It's like, you know, this is. Yeah, that's the, warping dimension at that point, you know. The, the beginning becomes the end, and it becomes a circle. It's like the <laughs> ancient wisdom, oldest wisdom we have. It's right there in a bigger table. Big round table, all it took was some nicely nailed together boards. <laughs> Shout out to Uncle Fred. There you go. For writing that fucking masterpiece. Definitely, <sighs> definitely a... I bet you that feels like now you have this ginormous weight lifted off at this point now after having mm. that. Oh, completely. big time. Because it's, it's not... It's big not... time. I, w- I wasn't prepared for it this <laughs> year. Yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I did anyway, and it's, it was the best, best decision, obviously. I'm glad. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad that... I'm glad Abby... you did it, man. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. That was it. Was it was uh, a lot of fun, and hopefully we can do more of those again in the future. Definitely. Oh my God! It's so soon, so soon. We got we got to get. I I kind of really want to do the pirate story next because it's it's what happens that night. That sirens call starts. I think at the end of a bigger table to where Louis. He goes home, and who goes with him? Ruby does. Um, his daughter's home, so he takes her home, and then he's he has to like figure out how to be a dad again. So he's a single dad. Wow. Um, all of that we're addressing that, and then Louis kind of getting better and not drinking himself into the ground. Um, he wants to stay alive and and be there for his daughter, and so it's really her her story of how they got there. Uh, how she got there right and what happened to her mother we address specifically that part of the story in siren's call that's how she got here she came over on a ship um i'm not going to reveal too much but the ship that they were chartered on they they had tickets to a boat that ship sank which is why louis thinks she's dead yeah what they didn't know is that that ship was uh, attacked by pirates, and the pirates are the ones who actually saved her. Wow, no kidding. 
Yeah. They, so they, yeah. They, so being a pirate, they didn't actually kill the little girl. They took her in as their own, huh? Oh, of course not. Yeah. Fred's the captain of the pirate ship, by the way. <laughs> that is going to be for that. an intellectual Shakespearean pirate. That's mm. going to be very and interesting. He's, he's the one that doesn't want to attack people. If, if, if he can, he knows what he's got to do. Okay, but he doesn't. He can do it without bloodshed. That's that's that pirate captain. That is awesome. Kind of what makes him the most dangerous, right? One. He's not Blackbeard. He's not a throat slitter. You know, <laughs> yeah. um, the the bloodless battles uh, are are really why that character exists there. And and Alexander Bay's the librarian uh, is sketched into Siren's Call as the astronomer on sh- on the ship. Um, this is also when the prior comes to the village. Charles. Oh, Nip. okay. He's on. He's on the ship. Uh, he's there. Otis. I. I think I have Otis there as as the bosun, boatswain, or whatever. Um, so a lot of these characters also appear in Siren's Call, but we just never, we never even finished writing the damn thing. Because oh. we were like, we can't do it without Louis and Alexander and Otis and okay, all these other characters. But we'll we'll get there. We'll do. We'll get there. I want to do that one next. I really feel a strong desire to go to Pirates next. As much as I want to do UI eighty six, that can wait. Yeah, UI, Pirates can't. UI eighty six. I think is going to be like a summertime kind of thing. You know, it was supposed to be our summer piece. Yeah, it was supposed to be our summer sci fi adventure. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and then nobody showed up. Um, not true. A lot of people, a lot of people did give some amazing heart wrenching performances for UI 86, but we didn't have all the pieces and it wasn't ready yet. So people don't get to hear it yet. That's Can't a- even hear the script read. Oh, okay. I think you, you and maybe Fred and a handful of other people are the only ones who can actually hear the read. Hear hear the read of the script yeah which is going to change a lot it's getting added okay. uh, into that as well i have to pee and i want a monster but wrap it up sir all right well uh, there there, a, there you the have show it is yours there you have it this is the mind wave podcast and this is behind the scenes of a bigger table being written by jenner zeno and those of you that have not heard it please definitely go check it out on the podcast that you can pretty much find everywhere and anywhere even on Mm. our website there it's on there if you need to find it somewhere yeah i got (laughs) i gotta i gotta slap that shit on the homepage and have that be the featured presentation because right now that's by the waters of babylon which is also a great story by the way a creepily similar it's like the same story it really is all different versions of the same story but i did not write a bigger table. I will have to correct you there. Fred wrote a bigger table. I just told him what to write. No, he like, just he just this is the story. It, is what what the real truth is. He ran it through yeah. the Jenner run. Okay, mm. that that's what happened with that. The, the <laughs> dozen and a half gallon of whiskey fueled fucking runs through that hundred hundred one masterpiece. I will layers. <laughs> yes. I, and, and I was like, I was telling you, I bitch, I've been skinning puppies since five o'clock this morning. <laughs> and you didn't know what I was saying. I was like, you were going to find this, this fur coat so warm and comfy. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, oh, 100, 101. There's 101 layers. 
It's 101 Dalmatian. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shoom, right over the head. Never even figured that oh, one out. Oh, God it damn me, it. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, my God. <laughs> gotta bring that dis gotta bring that Disney DreamWorks shit, man. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Oh, shh, don't say that too loud. They might hear you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh I think the next episode that's gonna go out is um the process of Uncle Louie and Fred's back porch. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Which is your recording session of you recording the lines for Louie in real time and, and Fred being there and being real Fred, which is something that almost nobody gets to hear. Wait a minute. He he did that? You do it? He did that or you did that? The first conversation oh, that, yeah. okay. that we had for your recording session. I that will probably be the next episode going out and then this one as well, obviously. Oh, what do you want to call it? This what do you want to call this episode? Yeah. This would be called the productions behind the scenes of a bigger table all the world's a strange <laughs> yes <laughs> all the world's a, all the world's a stage okay <laughs> mm. and all the men and women merely players i fucking love you christian thank you so much for doing this this is a, a fantastic fantastic episode you're welcome by the way again <laughs> Guys, go check out our studio, stargazer.org, O-R-G, and check out the Novelty Shop. Check out a lot of other stuff there. Uh, again, you can find them on Facebook. You can find podcasts, Fred Front Porch over there. You can find a lot of things everywhere on everything. So uh, glad you're here. I'm glad that I was able to give you an interview for once instead of you doing the interview. I so, like it. <laughs> you're welcome. It oh. makes me ve very happy. I wish well, more people would do this and doing it. So come host my show with me, please. It's our show. <laughs> yeah. It's us. I interviewed myself <laughs> because nobody else would. Uh, maybe a dead dozen episodes ago or something. I called it best interview ever. <laughs> Where it was, it was literally me in one ear and then in the other. And I'm interviewing myself, asking all the questions that everybody <laughs> wants answers to. But nobody else was asking. So I did it myself. Uh, and that's, you know, kind Just, of me in a nutshell. I will do it by myself if I have to, but I don't want to. <laughs> which I was going to ask if if anybody was to reach out, what would be the best location for them to reach out at? Studiostargazer.org. Um, you are my eyes and ears on Facebook now. I don't go to Facebook anymore, so they can engage with you. They can get in touch with you through uh, the Facebook page. But as, as far as if anybody wants to, like hang out with me or talk to me that would be on studio stargazer.org or on the uh, the discord server and what be would be the phone there what would be the phone number to call this studio oh look at you 602-456-2253 again that is again that is 602-456-2253 uh, I'm probably, yeah, I'm going to put uh, your last voicemail at the end of this one, I think, the, the Happy Thanksgiving one. Oh, okay. Because right. it, was, it was already too late to go in the Thanksgiving piece because I was like, all right, all right I'm like 80 hours in. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for leaving that. Uh, it didn't make the cut, but I'll, we'll put it in this one. I fucking love you, man. Thank you so much for watching. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, 
Live long, wait, here we go. Live long and prosperous. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. So I appreciate Say it. Say good night. Good night. Uh, and um, I have spoken. <laughs> there you have it, ladies and gents. That would be my first actual episode that I had created with Jenner doing, doing the interview behind the curtain. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, hope there will be more to come from in the future. I uh, don't know yet. We'll see where it goes and what's going to happen. But this on interstellar frequency, this would be the third episode that I have. But technically and reality-wise, this is the first one I created. Fred would be the second one. Fred's back porch was the second one. And I think this was definitely relevant to what was going on with the bigger table. So I hope you guys enjoyed this behind the curtain, behind the scenes, whatever you really want to call it. I, I guess I'll I'll call it a behind the scenes production of the bigger table. That sounds fitting. So have a good one and good night, good day, good evening, whatever it might be in your dimension of space and time. Stadium, Stadium. 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 Stadium.